From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Wednesday, May 4th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Palestinian factions Hamas and Fatah sign a unity deal. Details aren't clear. The big question is, who's coming into whose tent? Also, the geography professor whose students came close to predicting Osama bin Laden's hideout. We were about 230 miles away from the actual location where he was found. Also, something completely different, a sport in which players combine boxing and chess. After they finish the boxing, the first move they play in the chess is usually awful. (laughs) Coming up. BBC News with David Legg. President Obama has decided not to release photographs of Osama bin Laden's body, who was killed in a U.S. Army operation in Pakistan on Sunday night. A White House spokesman said Mr. Obama had decided against releasing the graphic images in case they incited more violence or were used as a propaganda tool. Paul Adams reports from Washington. Since Monday, the White House has been wrestling with the question of whether or not to release a photograph, which, by its own admission, is gruesome. Osama bin Laden was shot in the head during the raid on his compound in Pakistan. Yesterday, the White House spokesman Jay Carney said release of the photo might be seen in some quarters as inflammatory. Clearly, the president has decided it's not worth the risk and that for now he'll have to live with the fact that there are people, particularly in the Middle East and South Asia, who continue to believe that Osama bin Laden is not dead. The U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder says more names could be added to America's terrorism watch lists using information seized from the Pakistani compound where Osama bin Laden was killed. Speaking to a U.S. Senate committee, he said information was being analysed. The uh, material that was seized from that residence is being reviewed by an interagency team. Uh, CIA, uh, Justice, other intelligence agencies, other law enforcement agencies are all contributing people um, and machines to go through that material. Uh, As we glean information from that material, we will make uh, appropriate decisions with regard to who might be added to the terrorist watch list, uh, the no-fly list, all those things. Um, You expect you probably will add people as a result of what you found? My guess would be that we probably will. Mr. Holder described the killing of Osama bin Laden as an act of national self-defense. The anti-corruption body in Nigeria says it's re-arrested 11 top bank executives who are already facing fraud charges. A spokesman for the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission said it had charged the executives who were out on bail with stealing depositors' funds. The chief prosecutor for the International Criminal Court says he intends to indict three Libyan officials for crimes against humanity within the next few weeks. Barbara Plett has more. Mr. Ocampo told the Security Council he's managed to build a case for crimes against humanity. It focuses on the early crackdown against protesters and includes evidence of murder, torture and forced disappearance. He said he would request arrest warrants for three individuals who appeared most responsible for committing the crimes. He didn't name them, but in a report he suggested they would be senior officials who gave orders to security organizations. He said his office was also investigating allegations of rape and of war crimes such as the reported use of cluster bombs, and he would open further cases as necessary. Witnesses in Syria have reported the deployment of tanks and armoured vehicles around the town of Rastan to the north of Damascus. Earlier, thousands of people in the north took part in protests calling for greater social and political freedoms. World News from the BBC. 
The rival Palestinian factions Fatah and Hamas have signed a reconciliation deal to establish a unity government after four years of hostilities. Israel has described the deal as a tremendous blow to peace. Jonathan Head reports from Cairo where the deal was signed. This was a ceremony heavy on symbolism but very light on details. The two Palestinian leaders hadn't met for four years but today agreed to bury the hatchet in a deal brokered by the new Egyptian government. It's time to turn a black page in our history, said the Palestinian president Mahmoud Abbas. The Hamas leader Khaled Michal promised to pay any price for reconciliation. It was the dramatic changes sweeping the...